Good morning to you. Welcome to Get Up With God. Thanks for being with me this morning. It is so good to see you. So good to be alive and so good to be awake. If you have your Bible with you, open up your Bible with me to Mark chapter 4. We're going to get into the Word today. I've got some uh, powerful things to talk about that the Lord's revealed to me in the Word um, and some revelation from studying and praying and seeking God. Um, but before we get started, I just have to show you one clip. Watch this. I love it. I love it every time I see it. It makes me so happy. Uh, that's our president with the uh, highest approval rating in history in over 200 years of our country. Um, that's the number one president, the guy who couldn't find anybody's hand to shake at the press conference with Barack Obama. But anyway, it's good to see you this morning. Love you so much. Thanks for being with me. Everybody that's joining this morning, if you're listening by audio podcast later or anytime, thank you for listening. If you're live by Facebook, thanks for joining. If you're on Twitch, thanks for listening on, and watching on Twitch. Those of you on uh, YouTube or Twitter, thank you guys for joining. Thank you for being here. Um, glad to see you guys. Love you so much. But open with me to Mark 4. I'm going to keep this light today, but I do have some topics. As you saw, if you, if you noticed my description, um, a uh, boiling point in the country, some things that are going on. I want to bring some relation to uh, relation to the word of God with some things that are going on. Um, and yesterday I referenced Mike, uh, Mario Murillo had a, uh, um, article that he released. And if you haven't read it, message me. I had a few people message me. Um, they wanted to, to, to read it themselves, but it's a newsletter. You can sign up for Mario Murillo's newsletter, but he sends out blog posts and things like that. And he had a very relevant one. Um, you know, brother Randy, Cook sent that to me, excuse me, and I hadn't read it, and when I read it yes, uh, two days ago, I read it on Tuesday, um, I thought it was very interesting and made me feel good about what we're doing, and, um, you know, I thought it was very, just very interesting in the fact that he believes the involvement that Christians should have in today's uh, you know, politics is a, is a strong word, but in society today, be socially involved in what's going on. And um, it's not even that you have to be, you know, your life has to be about it, right? You don't have to be like in politics or in government or uh, on the school board or things like that, but you've got to be uh, paying attention. You, you need to be aware of what is happening and we have to be grounded and founded on the word of God. We're going to read that in Mark four here in just a minute. Um, but, but Mario Murillo, who's, one of the nations, um, and he's not the only one, but he's one of the nation nation's true last evangelists of our time. And, um, there's, there's some good evangelists out there that are true evangelists, have a heart of a, have the heart for people, uh, you know, to win the lost and bring them into the kingdom. But Mario Murillo just had a, a good word for Christians to be involved in what's going on and know and put, keep your head out of the sand so that we can pray, intercede. If it means getting involved in any capacity, we just need to put our hand to the plow uh, for the world. And a, actually an a article came out out of Washington, D.C. And I'm going to show you the letter here that came out and I'm going to relate it to what we're talking about. Um, and it's in regards to uh, a... Um, child baby fetuses that were found 
at a, a chemical medical waste center in Washington, D.C. Um, this is seconds away from the Capitol. I mean, a straight shot to the Capitol from where this place is located in our country. And you haven't heard anything about it. I haven't heard anything about it. I, I stumbled across this on uh, one of the social media platforms that I'm on. And what was interesting is you can't find any major news sources about it. You know, they reached out to a local news station. Uh, they posted it. But, you know, you see the photos. Uh, you see the um, the video or rather the, the letter that was written and in hopes of, of making impact on it. But I, wanted, I don't want to get... You know, I don't want to go down a road about um, the abortion laws and things like that. That's not the point of this. I want to relate it to Scripture and uh, the impact of this in the Christian's life. And uh, just some things that I've been studying. That's what what we do in these morning devotionals. We study together. Um, But this is, I want you to see this. There there was a whistleblower and there's a letter that was written in regards to that. Um, Let's take a look at this together and read it. Okay. Um, I'm going to pull it up. You can see it on the screen here. I'm going to pull it up so I can read it a little bit closer just because it's so small on the screen there. But it says, um, uh, Dear Dr. Diaz, Captain Herod, I'm attorney licensed practice law in the state of California and federal courts. I've been contacted by an entity that very recently uh, came into possession of a certain number of fetuses. The fetuses were provided by a whistleblower whose identity is unknown. It appears that some of the fetuses were a result of late-term abortions or possibly live abortions. The fetuses are presently uh, in Washington, D.C. The purpose of this communication is to advise appropriate authorities of this situation and request an investigation and forensic examinations uh, be undertaken as required by applicable law. Please contact me, et cetera, et cetera. And so this is published um, publicly. It's nothing that, you know, I dug through and tried to post and slander anybody. You can see certain things are marked out. Um, The reason I'm bringing this up is uh, we're going to read here in a second. Uh, But I read out of Revelations 12, and then we're going to read out of Mark 4. But the the enemy has an, an attack planned strategically for the word of God, when it's planted inside of somebody, we're going to get into that. But these, these young children, why this is so prevalent is this has become a, uh, uh, really it's become an epidemic in our country, um, bigger than the pandemic. Um, and the numbers are absolutely staggering. And again, I don't, I didn't want to, I don't want to go down the road of this, but what I found was interesting is in revelation 12, let me just, let me just read that quick scripture to you. And, show you the the impact of young impact that the enemy wants to have or show you the magnitude of young impact that the enemy wants to have in the world's life how badly the enemy wants to attack at a young spot listen to this in uh, revelation 12 verses um well you can start in three and another sign appeared in heaven behold a great fiery red dragon having seven heads ten horns seven uh, uh, diadems on his head his tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth and the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born and so as soon as i read that you know i just felt impressed to read that the other day i read that that term um the, the word abortion came up to my mind um that the enemy in this instance, listen to that again. And the, dra- and the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth 
to devour her child as soon as it was born. Now, the revelation here, I've studied it out a little bit and as best I could. And this is post-tribulation. Really, it's during the tribulation period. And after the, the Christian body, the church body has gone. So me and you, if you're saved, you'll go in the rapture. This is after the rapture time. And when you research it out, based on what I've read, and um, I, I, it settles in me, so it seems right, is the, um, this child that they're speaking of in Revelation 12 is the remaining church during the tribulation time that will be taken on Jesus' second coming that's still here. And, and that's important because the enemy's trying to take these last people out in the time that the, the church has been raptured. And there's that time now, it's the seven-year tribulation period, and about three and a half years in is when this group of people, that, that that's what it's referencing, is that the last group of people that still believe are having an opportunity to make heaven in this tribulation period. The enemy, but listen to this. This is so key to this. It's so important to this. The enemy's attack is not in the midst of their life as they're full grown. It's immediately as they're born. The attack comes immediately when the when the thing when when the baby is is immediately happens, and all of this I read this and then saw this news article all at the same time, uh, of these babies. And the thing about that I wanted to bring this to your attention not just not to not just to have a talk a talking point, but so that you could be aware of what's happening in the nation as well. It's important you know, you know when you go to prayer, it's not just about you. You know, you, I, I said this yesterday. It's not just about your blessing from God. God wants to bless you. He loves you. But let's, let's get to the point where we're blessed, right? We, we are blessed. We're, we're prosperous individuals. We live in the blessing. I heard Bill Winston say, I was listening to his podcast last night, we carry the blessing wherever we go. We aren't finding the blessing in the places that we go. We carry the blessing wherever we go. We are blessed. We are blessers. We, God has blessed us, ordained us as his children. We carry the blessing with us. Well, when you realize that, you kind of get out of this phase of needing constantly. I need you, God. I need your help. I need you. You've gotten past that, and you are a blessed. You're a blessed individual. You're a prosperous individual. You know, like Joseph was, he may have lost that, that, that coat of many colors, but he carried that coat of many colors, which was signifying the blessing in his life. He carried that everywhere he went. Talking about Joseph in the Old Testament. And so you get past the phase of constantly needing to pray for your things and pray for you. That's why God gave us principles and precepts and keys and uh, ways of his word to conquer everything in life. So we don't have to spend a lot of time trying to figure it out. He's given it to us. It belongs to us. So all that being said, when it comes to why I brought this article up, is there was 115 records in this instance of this whistleblower of children being aborted. Now, I want to say this. I've made some links available if you're watching this later, if you are currently um, or you have in the past dealing with or or, uh, in any form or capacity in the past or presently dealing with abortion or or you're contemplating one and you're watching live or you're watching later at some point I, I've made some links available. Um, I want to shout out angel Dickens. She, um, works with a organization that is uh, pro-life wants to help children. And look, there's no condemnation 
for anybody that's had a, an abortion in the past or, or has aborted a child, listen, God redeems from the curse of the law and that, that the past of the, of your life is tied to the curse. It, it's tied to it. So you let the past go. My pastor gave me some wise, wise words uh, years ago. He said, um, he told me that there's nothing in the past, but death. So leave the past be, let it die. Let it bury itself be done with it. You know, wipe your hands of it, move on, move forward. But if you're dealing with it presently, you know, someone who's in this position, or, you know, someone who could be in this position, uh, I've made some links available uh, again, shout out to angel Dickens for making that available. But, um, I've made those available on my Facebook. I don't have them available on every social media site or every social media site that I've got, but you can go check those out on there. Um, you can, I'll, I'll, I will put them up and make them available so that you can click the links, have someone available, uh, have it available for someone if they need it. But these, of these 115 children, back to my point, 115 children that were aborted in DC, five of them, like this letter was stating, were discovered in a uh, um, medical waste facility that disposes of, of medical waste. And these, these fetuses were found and they were post birth, meaning they were full grown babies. And this is what was found. This is going on around the nation, but this is what was found. And they, you know, their, the article had photos of it, had, you know, showed what was going on. And you know, the, the babies were, were, they're, they're real baby. I don't care if they were, you know, 12 weeks old or, or 32 weeks old, that's irrelevant. But the ones that were found, um, it was, you know, very alarming to see the, the amount of weeks old that they were because they were full developed children and the, the, they were attacked brutally, uh, murdered. There's no doubt. And their positioning, but have you heard anything from, you heard about the shootings, which rightly so you heard about shootings in Texas and California, uh, uh, and the, and the mass shootings, even this week we've heard about. And and rightly so, we, it needs to be told. It needs to be why why aren't these things being talked about? Because it's become such a natural thing. It's become so common that it's it's an it's a it's a taboo topic to talk about now. It's become an underground railroad in our country, and it's very important that we address these things. But now, as I was reading these things, as I was reading this in Revelation. Um, God brought me to Mark four. So let's open there to Mark four. I want to start in verse. We can start in verse 10. Uh, Jesus tells a parable to his disciples. And yet again, his disciples are clueless. No offense to the disciples. They're obviously mighty men of God, but multiple times in the scripture, Jesus is like, come on guys. Do you not understand what the parable was that I'm telling, communicating to you guys? Let me break it down for you. So in this passage, he breaks down a parable that he just told to the people and uh, let's go into that. So Romans, I'm sorry, Mark 4, verse 10. Good morning, everybody. It's good to see you this morning. Randy, good to see you, man. Thanks for the article again. I, didn't, I don't think I said, said that to you, but thank you so much for that article the other day. Appreciate that. Mom, good to see you this morning. Claudette, it's good to see you. Miss Connie, good to see you. Love you guys. Thanks for being on. Lois, good to see you. Thanks for joining. Uh, Danielle, I agree. It's good to see you. And yes, it is almost Friday. I'm very excited about that. Petra, it's so good to see you this morning. You woke up early. I know you've been working hard and you had a lot of late nights. I appreciate you joining me this morning. Keith and Becky, appreciate you guys. Thanks for being on this morning. Jeremy, good to see you, brother. 
from t- all the way from Tennessee. Good to see you up there, man. Thanks for joining. Ruth, good to see you this morning. Hope you're doing well. So many beautiful faces and people joining me this morning. Amanda, good to see you. Hey, Bess, good to see you this morning. Uh, good, to, good to hear from you. Jared, good to hear from you this morning, man. Thank you, Jared. And yeah, I, I, got, I was listening to the, art, the, the, the uh, Disney, <laughs> the Disney uh, web. I'll, talk, I'll probably talk about this on another one. I watched that. Uh, Jared sent me a video of, uh, of a, what was it, a Zoom meeting uh, between Disney executives and, and management there. What a bunch of who? I mean, what a bunch of hoosers and, and losers, man. I'm sorry, and I'm not sorry for them. I'm sorry for the vernacular, but I mean, plotting against your children. I mean, blatantly. I'll, I'll probably show that clip because that was similar to the one that I saw. This one just had more uh, more video to it. The other one, I was just a couple clips of it. Uh, but anyway, Elaine, good to see you this morning. Thanks for being on with me and watching this morning. Donnie, good to see you, brother. Love you, man. Hope you're doing well. Mandy, good to see you. Hope you're doing well. Anyway, everybody, thank you for being on. It's good to see you guys. Um, so Mark 4, chapter, uh, Mark chapter 4, verse 10. Let's read. And when, the, and he, when he was alone, uh, and when he was alone, they that were about the, I can't even read the New King, the King James this morning. It's too early. Let me go to the uh, New King James. Sorry about that. But when he was alone, those around him were the twelve, asked him about the parable. And he said to them, To you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But those who are outside all the king, all these things come in parables, so that seeing they may see uh, and not perceive, and hearing that they may hear and not understand, lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven them. Verse 13. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all? all the parables the sower then he begins in verse 14 the sower sows the word and these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown so he gives some parables let's go back up to the parable and read what he said verse 3 listen behold a sower went out to sow and it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside and the birds of the air came and devoured it let me get there in Mark 4. <clears throat> uh, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. So let's stop at that one. So his first parable he gives is the, the word is sown. You know, a preacher preaches it. You're hearing the preaching. You even uh, are, are reading the word. But the, the word is sown. The word is in your heart and it's in your mouth. And the word gets sown from from inside of you gets sown into ground and the word gets preached gets preached into you the the seed of the word of god is sown inside of you here's what it says some fell on sown uh, uh, i'm sorry some fell by the wayside so that that particular set of seeds on these people he's describing people the type of people the wayside and the birds of the air came and devoured it so the type of people that had the word sown into them that their condition, their heart condition was wayside, meaning it was just kind of what the, um, what the uh, Amplified says is as he was sowing, some seed fell along the path. So it wasn't sown into the ground. It was just sown on the ground. You heard it. 
You had, you know, you could be listening this morning or you could be reading at any point and word being sown into you and it just fall on the path. It really doesn't go and get inside of you. It just falls on you. But here's what I wanted to get to. Those that had the word sown every single time that the word sown, listen what this says. These are the ones that are sown by the wayside. When they hear Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Let's keep reading. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who when they heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and they have no root in themselves, so they only, do, only, for a time, only endure for only a time. And afterward, when tribulation and persecution arises for the word's sake. So again, attack against the word that's been sown inside of them. Not them. Let me get to the end of this, and then we'll get into... I'll talk a little bit about more of this. And they have no root in, some, in, no root in themselves, and so endure only for a time afterward when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake. Immediately they stumble. Now these are the ones that sown uh, among thorns. They are the ones that hear the word, the cares of the deceitfulness, the cares of the world, deceitfulness of riches, the desires for other things entering in choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Constantly an attack on the word. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it, bear it, uh, bear fruit, some 30, 60, and some 100 fold. You know, that's the passage of scripture I've used for uh, the, that the Lord gave me that I'm using for uh, people sowing into the ministry, the 420, uh, 420 strong is those who sow can reap and bear a fruit of 30, 60, some 100 fold. This, that, that sow and, and produce from the fruit that's, uh, from the seed that's that's sown into them but but do you think so there's there's multiple instances here he gives four different examples of people some that sow on the path some that sow on stony ground some that sow, sow among thorns and things like that and then some that sow on sow into good ground four different examples the only one that produces anything is the one that sows into good ground hears the word accepts it and does what the word says to do produces the fruit but Every other instance, something comes and attacks the word. Do you not think the last one, the last one sown on good ground, something tries to come and attack the word? Of course it does. Just because it's sown into good ground doesn't mean that the Satan doesn't still immediately come. But the difference is the way the word of God was sown in these instances. And so in tying this in, Satan is immediately coming, not for, he doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about your life. Satan doesn't care. You know, these people that run these clinics that are killing children uh, and aborting children, they they don't care about the mom. They they that's how they get moms there is the compassion for the mom. Hey, we we care about your life and your decisions and we care about your body and the, they're running a business. They care about getting that seed from you. And again, I'm not. I don't want to go into. That. And one thing about that, while I've got the, I'm on the topic, um, the example that we read in, in Revelation 12. This is interesting that I read as I read through Dakes and I read what his description of who that man child was that the woman was giving birth to in Revelation 12. He refers to it as the 144,000 uh, that were. Uh, in revelation that are that make it during the tribulation and what i found was interesting was 
what he was that during that the revelation time those 144,000 that's who the enemy was after that's who was the enemy was trying to get to and that he's the 144,000 he's referring to the national state of Israel the nation of Israel when it became a nation a true nation which happened in 1948 and Roe versus Wade didn't happen until after 1948 where before 1948 if you look at the abortions, it was a very, very underground thing. I mean, it had you had to really, really search and hunt to find someone to do that sort of thing. And then after that period of time, and from the late 30s into the 40s, all the way through the 60s into the 70s when Roe versus Wade came to pass, you saw an epi- just a, a spike in these things. Interesting. I just thought that was really, I'm not trying to be too deep, or, but it was how the revelation of Revelation 12 came to be that that's the nation of Israel being birthed during the tribulation period that are still here. And the enemy's trying to take them out. He, the Bible says in Revelation 12 that the that, that, that enemy is trying to kill the baby as soon as it's born, uh, standing in front of the woman, trying to kill that baby. And that baby is the nation of Israel. And then Roe versus Wade didn't take place till after nation the Israel became an actual nation and abortion became rampant. Interesting. Just thought it's really interesting there. But back to uh, the word being sown. So the enemy... Uh, um, Dylan, this is, this is pretty deep for a, a 6 a.m. in the morning. Well, welcome to the brain of Dylan. Not that I came up with this stuff, but this is what happens inside of me. And I've got to, you know, this is why I do these devotionals, man. Um, that's why, that's why I'm doing this with you guys is to, to, you know, we gotta be, we gotta stay alert. It's storming bad where I'm at. Rain's really bad right now. I love it. I love when it rains. But anyway. Um, so the word gets sown immediately or the word is sown and immediately the enemy is not worried about you. The enemy don't care about you. The enemy is worried about your seed that you have inside of you because the enemy knows you can produce nothing of yourself. You can do nothing. You have to have the word of God sown into you. And then that word of God has to be sown out as a seed to produce harvest, to produce I don't, whatever it is healing prosperity uh mental clarity you know peace salvation anything you've got to sow the word to be able to do that and he's coming for the word's sake but depending on how the word is sown and how you've received the word and how your heart is tender towards the word and then what is done with the seed after it's been sown depends on the results that occur after that seed gets planted that's the major thing and it's the enemy immediate he's not coming for any other reason but to take the word let's let's look at what dake says here i've i read some of these footnotes and i think you'd appreciate some of these um let's go back up to verse um verse 14 the sower sows the word letter m the sower is the son of man and his ministers so he's talking about jesus and you and me and verse 15, and they, and these are they by the wayside in letter O, what it says is this illustrates. Now listen to this. This illustrates those who hear the word of God and refuse to obey it or profit by it. Letter P where the word of God is sown. But when they have heard Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Letter P. This is Satan's business. This is Satan's first business. He references uh, 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. I'd like to turn there. 
Uh, let me just do it on here so it's a little bit quicker. The enemy comes immediately to, so, to steal the word from you, immediately to take that word from your heart. Why? Because he knows what the word can do once it's inside of you. He knows what the power of God can do when it's inside of you. You, you ever wonder why it's so hard to stay confident on the word of God sometimes? Because you've got someone vying against you that's attacking you. But there's multiple different attacks that can come. And sometimes it's your own issue that this happens. So 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4. Um, but even our gospel who is veiled is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of, the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. So he's saying people that are blinded to the word, or to the to the word of God, they can't receive this. That's our job is to share the gospel. That's what it says. Um, my, the mind, the minds of the people of this world has the God of this age has blinded who do not believe less unless the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, the, the, the gospel of Jesus gets preached to them. Uh, for we do not preach ourselves, but we preach, preach Christ Jesus, our Lord. And we're bond servants for Jesus's sake. It's our obligation to tell the world about these things so that their eyes can be opened or it's going to fall onto stony ground so that it can't take root inside of them. They hear it and it doesn't mean anything to them. You know, it's not, it's not your, it's not your job to make sure that the word makes sense to them and makes an impact. It's your job to preach the word. It's not my job to try and make you understand this kind of stuff. It's your job to receive it and make sure you get depth in it and make depth available for that seed to go deep inside of you. That's where your job comes in. And then it's God's job to grow the seed, to make it birth and have, you know, um, life and prosperity of whatever, prosperity and health, prosperity and finances, just blessed in every area. That's what the God, that's what God grows the seed up to be. And that's what Satan's after. That's why Satan's after the children. That's why Satan's after the kids. That's the seed of the nations. It's the seed of this earth. It's not the word seed, but that's why he's after these children. It's why he's been able to, to slip very slimy, slip into the uh, major corporations. Why isn't he? Why doesn't he slip into some of these smaller, you know, tiny entities that? don't have much influence in, in the social media world or the, um, you know, uh, um, what is it called? The, uh, on demand world with Netflix and Hulu. And, you know, why doesn't he slip into some of those programs and attack younger children? Why is it in Disney where it's this major corporation that everyone's involved in? Well, that's going to have some serious impact. That's going to have some serious, uh, effects on the children because of how many people that has hooked to it. He knows how to get into it. And it's these crooked leaders of these companies that aren't saved and they have no agenda other than the agenda of the evil one. And they don't, they don't attribute it to that. Nobody's going to attribute it to this dark demonic force. It's light and airy and, and it's there to help. It's there to be a helpmate for people. We're there to help. We want people to reach out to us. You know, if, if your parents don't listen to you, you can come to me and I can talk to you. And tell and, and comfort you if you don't feel like you're yourself and your parents don't accept you who for who you are and you're you actually are a different gender than which will accept you the way you are. It's innocent sounding. It's, it seems harmless. That's the that's the point. Is the enemy's 
going to slip in this way to get to bring this attack so that he can take foot or take root and because he knows he knows that these people that are easily attacked don't have good rooted systems don't have good soil systems for seeds he knows it it's what it says here it's, a, it's attack let's go back to that other one this one's powerful Verse 18, now these are the ones that sow among the thorns. They're the ones that hear the word. So they receive the word. They take the word. And, and now the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things entering in choke the word out and it becomes unfruitful. So it's not that they, they don't lose the word now that seed that they've received now it's sown in it gets sown in but they don't take care of the soil now this is powerful just because the seed gets sown and you've received the word and you have it there's always going to be an attack on the word that gets sown into you and as this seed gets sown it 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 can't produce because it's choked out by everything that's not cleared around it it's not clear there's no there's no, um, there's no protection of the seed. This is our job for uh, let's, let's, this is not the script. I'm taking it out of context now, but this is an example. What I'm saying is as the seed is sown, we can, um, and the attack on the seed, we can liken it to, or use an analogy of the children you know, young, young kids in public schools, things like that. When children are placed into society and they're in this world today, if they're not protected, they'll be choked out by the things that come into the, come on, come around them. Unless that seed is protect, unless our seed, our children's seed is protected. We have to protect them. We as parents have to protect. Well, until that seed grows up and it can protect itself, then, you know, you don't need to protect an oak tree. <laughs> There's not much that an oak tree can. Now, you can kill an oak tree. You could chop it down. It's not that it's immune to anything. But a 20-foot oak tree has a lot more sustainability than a 2-inch sapling that's sticking out of the ground. Wouldn't you agree? So we have, you have to protect that seed as it grows. Once it's grown and it can defend itself, protect itself, you know, now it's, it's reached an age it can do that. And again, this, I'm, not, I'm not twisting the scripture and making this. It's not about children. But you've got to understand there is an attack on not just your life. The enemy knows. He's a, the, I'm, I don't want to give credit to the enemy, but he's, he knows enough about humanity that he knows the, the source of where he can attack to really destroy and take away the power from you, from where what, what power source that God's given to us. He knows if he can get into the seed of the word of God being sown into you and he can dilute it, he can make it seem like hogwash or he can make it seem like it, it, it's not working. He can get to the root of the matter and then you can start deteriorating. Your life can start. He's not going to attack your life. You know, he may try to attack your life just off the rip but the reality is he probably won't he'll probably attack the little things that start to make a big impact on you on a regular daily basis 
Well, give me some feedback about today's show. Drop a comment. Um, leave me a message, but drop a comment in the comment section if you're on um, Facebook, if you're on Twitch. I see people on Twitch, um, and I appreciate everybody that's joining. If you're on uh Twitter, if you're on Facebook, but leave a comment. Let me know what you thought about today. I think today was powerful. Um, write this down if you've got notes with you, but write this down. Say, I will, write this down, I will protect the seed sown. I will protect the seed sown and then date it today. And remember, as the word comes, there's going to be persecution, there's going to be attack. If, if you've got if you're in a church regular basis, if you're reading the word of God on a regular basis, the attack is going to be to get this word out of you. And it's not going to come from this claw or this demonic hand that tries to take it from you. No, it's going to be by the things of this world, trying to wash it out, trying to clean you out of the things that the word of God's planted inside of you. It's going to come by perverted television and, and perverted things that, that, you know, come inside of you and, and wash, wash that seed out of you. That's how it's going to come is by subtle things that seem harmless that pull this word of God out of you. We've got to protect the seed. We've got to protect the every seed, the children's seed, every seed that we've, we can protect that's given us because the seed produces life. Well, I hope this blessed you this morning. I love you. Thanks for being with me tomorrow, to this morning. Uh, we'll be with you tomorrow morning live at 6 a.m. Not sure what we're going to do tomorrow, but we're going to do something fun and read some of the Word of God and uh, uh, be blessed together and start our day the right way. Finish this week strong. We're in Thursday. Got some week to go. Um, check out my website for any information that you need to be a partner with us. You can go to the website, partner with us, believe it, for 420 people on a monthly basis to partner with Get Up With God. Reach more, do more, help more. You know, we're reaching hundreds of people on a, uh, a week, thousands on a weekly basis, but hundreds on a, a daily basis of people that uh, are watching the show, listening to audio podcasts. Uh, the devil's not going to stop us. He's not going to get in the way. And there's no entity that's going to get in the way of it. We're going to continue to reach people. Um, I get messages and, and texts and um, just I, I'm so blessed that I'm able to be a part of God using me to help someone and impact their life. You can be a part of that too, whether it's by prayer or you can go to the website and uh, figure out how to uh, be a partner on there. There's a couple different ways you can give uh, Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, a lot of different stuff that you can do or, you know, uh, trying to do the best we can with what God's given us. And the more we have, the more we can do. And so I want you to be a part of that. Consider and ask the Lord if he'd, he'd have you be a part of it. I love you so much. So thankful for you and being with me. I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Love you so much. Have a great day today. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.